when I started this podcast in 2016, I really still felt like I had no idea what I was doing. And it was kind of just an excuse to get to interview other people who I felt were farther along in business than I was and really pick their brain in a very, like, selfish, like, mo- like very self-motivated kind of way. And then when I ran out of my initial list of people that I knew that I kind of wanted to talk to, I kind of just ran out of steam. I got really burned out on the show and it still surprises me every single time when someone says, hey, are you ever going to make more podcast episodes? And I always have to look back because in my mind it was only a couple years ago, but it was six years ago that the last episode of this show came out. And there weren't, it wasn't like that was after 200 episodes that people were really passionate about it. That was like 14 episodes, maybe less. But it was something about it that for some reason people really liked. And I obviously love talking about business stuff. It's just, it's a lot of work and no one was paying me to do this. So I think I just, it became one of my creative projects that fell by the wayside. I'm also kind of curious, all of the people that have listened and are still subscribed to this feed, what was it that you loved about the show in the first place? Action. <laughs> So we were talking a lot about the podcast and I showed you the Instagram poll I did earlier. Uh, The options Uh were, should I start the podcast again? Yes, no. You had a podcast? I voted no. And he was the only person who voted no. She says that now. I'm not sure she's checked. I have checked. I have checked. Okay. But um, we were talking about it in the car on the way home from dinner, and we just decided. And then we just kept talking about it, because we're both weirdos, and work never stops in our household. Much to his dismay. (laughs) But we decided that we, or I said something about, like, the podcast, and you were, like, we should have just, we should have recorded that. We should have been recording. And the more we talked about it as we got home. Oh, yeah, you started in 2016. Yeah. Well, why? When, when I started this podcast in 2016, I really still felt like I had no idea what I was doing. And it was kind of just an excuse to get to interview other people who I felt were farther along in business than I was and really pick their brain in a very, like, selfish, like, mo- like, very self motivated kind of way. And then. When I ran out of my initial list of people that I knew that I kind of wanted to talk to, I kind of just ran out of steam. And now it's 2022, and... A lot has happened. (laughs) And you feel like you know more about business now, presumably? Some days I feel like I know more. Possibly. Hopefully. Other people think I know more now. I mean, that's encouraging. (laughs) I suppose we can just take group consensus as appropriate. Well, you know, so much has, like, happened, and yet in a lot of ways it feels like we're still doing the same stuff. But if I really think about where the business was in 2016 and where it is now, it's not the same. But how we got there, or how we got here, was not a straight line. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So with that lead-in, hi, I'm Doug Hart. I'm Sarah's husband. Yes, and I'm Sarah Hart. And Do you want to talk about that update? Because... 
Well, I guess if you've if you've only been listening to this podcast feed and you're still subscribed to this podcast since 2016 and you follow me on no other social media and this just popped up in your podcast app Surprise, this morning. Surprise, here I am. I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where we would start start the story, but really no, I'm I met Doug in 2019 and he was living in New Jersey. Um, we got engaged and the plan was for him to move out here and find a job and then COVID happened. I was doing HVAC stuff at that time and I always joked around that it was much easier for me to just like pick up my tool bag and move than it would be for Sarah to pick up her entire manufacturing business and move. And I think that joke still kind of hits. It definitely does. It adequately summarizes the problems involved. But you just (laughs) picked up your tool bag and... Instead, just moved it right into the studio. (laughs) No, I did not. In fact, that was not the plan, and that is not what happened. It took like a solid three months. More, well, yeah, I guess. Okay, like six, maybe. So. It was several months before I moved all of the tool bags to the studio because I was just like, I keep being here. I should have the things to do the things. So when. Doug moved to Grand Rapids. It was like a month or two months into the shutdown. It was the beginning of May. And I still had one employee working for me. And it was just the two of us just trying to kind of stay safe and basically create like a work bubble. And we figured since Doug was already living with me, obviously it was going to be fairly easy to have the bubble kind of stay relatively the same size and he would come and help out with certain things around the office and we found we needed his help more and more and did you find you needed my help more and more or did I just start doing things and you looked at them and were like "Mm, all right that's okay well it was a combination because you didn't just well when like a lot of the changes that you made the big significant changes to like the whole operation didn't happen until like almost a year later because officially we brought you on full-time in march and that was around the time where we were starting our whole office hey let's shake up the entire shop right basically we were running out of space and i i thought we have to move we have no space and I was on this app called Clubhouse. Little did she realize I heard that notion. <laughs> and I I got into a room with Damon John when I from Shark Tank. And I asked a question about this whole space issue. And when did he think it was the right time to really like go into a much bigger space. And I don't think he was the one who answered me. It was somebody else. One of his friends that was on the, that was in the room. But basically the answer was. Beats me. You should murder your square footage. You should be able to, like, you need to do everything you possibly can in this space that you have before you consider moving. Like, have you exhausted all your options? Have you used every available inch of space? Do you have a second shift? Do you have a third shift? Yeah. Is the door ever actually locked? It wasn't just, yeah, it's not, it wasn't just about square footage in terms of, like, physical space, but also, like, how you're utilizing it with both your employees, the production schedule, everything. So... That was when Doug kind of went to work and said, I have this vision to upend your whole life, (laughs) move everything around, and I... Your Honor, let the record show that's when I was comfortable 
telling her that I had a plan how to do that already. I had told you like two months before that, that hey, what about a second shift? Because you could get more done if there was some 7 to 3 and some 3 to 11 people in here. Mm -hmm. You could be using more hours of the day. You could be getting two days for every one day you think is on the calendar. Yeah. You weren't ready. I'm still not ready. (laughs) We still didn't really do implement that. But that was more of like a fear thing for me of feeling like I don't know that I have enough work to fill all that time. And that's probably worth a whole nother episode on hiring and scheduling people and feeling like you have enough work for people. But what Doug's plan was was really to better organize the shop, use all the vertical space that we had. And I I like to think that I'm a very visionary person but i had a real hard time you are a very visual person okay i think the stumbling block you had at that point and we can edit this out later if you don't want us to talk about that that's fine i think the stumbling block you had was you could not cut the shop up into where things were happening and shuffle them like they were just tiles on a board meaning I felt like it all had to happen overnight in one foul swoop, and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't say, "Oh, we can move this today and this in three weeks." And like, that, and you couldn't like plan them out. Of okay, we're going to take this couch, push it up against that wall, so that we can slide this other thing through where the couch was. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was. It was also like it wasn't that I couldn't visualize it. It was that I. It was a big, scary change. It was, you're going to move everything around, and I'm not going to know what's going on, and it's going to feel messy, and that's going to be uncomfortable. And not to say that I'm a neat freak, because anybody who's (laughs) ever been to our office knows that that's not true, but I'm the kind of person with ADHD who, these are my piles, and I know exactly what's in them, and if you move these piles, then I'm not going to know where anything is. Spoiler, it's still messy at the shop, and I can find some things, but... I think you know where more of the stuff is than I do at this point. Mm -mm. No? No, absolutely not. Just the other day I was saying, like, we have three storage units and Doug knows what's in them. That's where that ends. I have, like, I kind of know, but, like, if we need to find something, if someone says, hey, we need more of this boxes, like, you're the one who knows where to go to go get them. All the... All the employees just come to you for that stuff. Okay, so I need to label things better is what you're telling me. Well, we've been, we've been toying, we're going way off track. We've been toying I, around with the idea of like a, an inventory list of like each storage unit. Where it is. So, spoiler alert here, we, we changed over the shop. It bought us about another year's worth of space and we ran out of space again. Then we started renting storage units. We've been looking for a new space for eight months. <laughs> it feels like two years somehow. At least eight months officially. And <laughs> that's kind of where Simply Curated is with growth. We make more things than just candles. In 2020, we launched reed diffusers. And last year, we launched a hand wash and a hand and body lotion. Much to Doug's dismay because he is currently the soap lotion person and he hates it. I'm still going to keep telling people we make hand wash. I'm not going to mention lotion anymore because I don't want to make more of it. (laughs) 
The lotion is much more difficult to clean out of the machine than the hand wash. The lotion is about four times the swear words of cleaning the hand wash machine. Do you think it's that we couldn't get the same machine we have for the hand wash? And like if we got, if we, if that one's back in stock and we got another one that comes apart like that one, it would be easier? Or it's just lotion because of the substance? Six of one, half dozen of the other. It is both. Hmm. The fact that the lotion is so much thicker, mm-hmm. it does not want to come out of the machine. Mm-hmm. It, it is coherent the entire way. <laughs> it's unwilling. <laughs> I think it would be much easier with an identical machine, not just because the machine comes apart easier, but because the actual throat and pumping mechanic is thicker, so it would be less pumps. Yeah, it would be a better operation for filling and slightly easier for cleaning, but probably not that much easier. Also, the second machine is definitely not as high quality as the first one. Which, uh, they bo- they look... Yeah, they look so similar, and it's so hard to tell when you're buying these kinds of, like, cheap machines on, like, Amazon or Alibaba, like, if there's a difference, what the difference even is, but by the time we realized we needed a second one, the original one that we got, which is what we think the superior one, was sold out at the time, and we needed a second one, so. The reason I know the second one is not as high quality is because with the hand wash machine, you just hit the foot pedal and it works. Mm. With the one we've been using for lotion, you fill a bottle and then you have to tighten the bottom of the cylinder because it just unscrews itself. Yeah, that's not good. We should definitely do something about that. <laughs> I, I have hit that machine no, with I'm, wrenches I'm just and saying, hammers. I'm just saying we should see if the other one is I mean, I've stop. hit the wrenches on the machine with hammers to try and get it to stay there and it's just not going to happen. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not sure if all episodes future episodes of this show will be both of us but it's definitely a lot easier for us to talk about things going on in the business together than necessarily like me to take the time to find guests that's not to say we would never have guests again it's just if we're gonna do this it has to be episodes when we want because we wanted to talk about those things episodes will arrive when they are ready to arrive you may enjoy them at that time don't expect a schedule I got really burned out on the show and it still surprises me every single time when someone says, hey, are you ever going to make more podcast episodes? And I always have to look back because in my mind it was only a couple years ago, but it was six years ago that the last episode of this show came out. And there weren't, it wasn't like that was after 200 episodes that people were really passionate about it. That was like 14 episodes, maybe less. But it was something about it that for some reason people really liked. And I obviously love talking about business stuff. It's just, it's a lot of work and no one was paying me to do this. So I think I just, it became one of my creative projects that fell by the wayside. Repeat, she loves talking about business stuff. Just so that's clear, we need to make sure everyone heard that. But... You would agree? You would disagree? Oh, I would definitely agree. Okay, I'm confused. What's your What was your point then? You love talking about business stuff. I don't think that I was ever in <laughs> denial about that. I don't think you were either. I just... You just needed to... It's it. funny. <laughs> Why is it funny? Because we're married and I... I don't think anyone in your life right now is going to truly appreciate quite how much you love talking about business stuff or be aware of it in the way I am. That's very true. I mean, you became my outlet for talking about it, whether you liked it or not. 
there are definitely times when we're talking about business stuff at like two in the morning in the bedroom. <laughs> and it's more of Sarah talking and I'll kind of grunt. Or maybe that's the morning routine of talking about business, not the evening routine. But to be fair, it goes both ways with anything that one partner is more passionate about than the other. There are times where you'll be talking to me about a video game that you're playing. And I'm kind of like, uh-huh. Listen, learning how to manage my inventory in video games <clears throat> is exactly why your shop looks the way it does. I'm not saying that there's anything <laughs> bad about it. I'm just saying that there's a knowledge base disconnect in the person listening to the information and the person who's passionately and so clearly sometimes when you're telling me something it's so clear that like you think this thing is really cool and I don't fully understand why and it's not that I don't recognize your passion in it and I think it goes the same way you're just like okay uh, what and <laughs> you know it go. it's like I think all couples have that ours just happens to be about business and it just so happens to be that I'm about work and play. Well, it just so happens to be that, you know, not not every couple has this situation where like I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs vent to their spouse or whatever, but if your spouse has a is not in the business with you and has a separate job, it's inherently a different situation. Oh, dramatically. And it's not we're not to be clear, we're not partners like we're She's partners in life, but Doug is an employee. It's it's very different. And then that in itself is a difficult dynamic. Well, I think some people might think it's more difficult than it is. For some us, people but. definitely think it's more difficult than it actually is. But I'm going to blame at least partially my time in the Air Force on how I can just be like, yeah, she's the boss. I'm going to do what she tells me to. And I think we also have really good communication. We don't let things like build up. and Oh, we're both excellent communicators, and that is foundational to our relationship. Yeah, and it, it makes, I think it's helped me not only in like how I communicate with you, but you being there, and I talked about this the other day when I did that hiring seminar, somebody, like, I said that you have helped me in how I communicate with my other employees, in being better at drawing the line of, this isn't appropriate for them Boss to know. Boss friend. Yeah, or just like, you know, sometimes going sometimes going to the office before we were married, those were the first people I would see all day ever. Mm-hmm. And so anything that was going on in my life, business-related, personal-related, it just came out. And I was like a spewing anxiety mess. And it would cause, it caused stress among the employees. It causes them to freak out of like, wait, what's going on? Like, or, you know, worried about things when I, I don't need anybody else to worry I just needed to talk about it but it was not appropriate for me to talk about it to them and you've really helped me to like better better understand that and I feel like that is a whole nother episode right there for sure <laughs> where the line should be drawn and not just in that but like in relation to how that affects the workplace culture you are creating I just didn't realize like how important it was for me to have a good emotional outlet for everything that was going on in business and work in life that wasn't at work that wasn't my employees and it made me realize that the chapter of like taking care of yourself so that you're not burned out so that you're not overwhelmed it's not just your physical like for me it wasn't just like okay it's not just physical health diet eating the right foods being healthy feeling good trying to do all those right things but it's my mental health too because if I'm a stressed out, anxious mess, mm. 
like nobody in our office is having a good time. And so I have to be able to like manage that. Not to say that I'm great at it all the time, but I mean, we're human. We make mistakes. I have to try to like part like that is part of like self-care and taking care of yourself and really prioritizing your your health, like not just your physical health, but your mental health too. I think I would also go ahead and add that that is, in a way, part of your responsibility as a boss when you do have employees that, hey, I need to maybe not segment this section off, but... You want to be a real... Yeah, there's some things you need to leave at the door when you come to work. You want to be a real person. You don't want to be like a robot, right? And they, they should feel like they can come to you with stuff. And we're still a very casual very flexible like workspace but there still needs to be like a line and you're right that can probably be like a whole nother episode but what we really wanted to come on and say for this like first weird random episode back is that's probably already like what 30 minutes listen your episode back i'm just here for the first time this is all new and strange, and this woman mugged me on the street and dragged me here. I have no idea what's happening, but sure, I'll go with it. Is that the whole point is that it's going to be... Intermittent? It, it, it really just needs to be like when we have something to talk about. And now that we have an outlet, that might come up more frequently, and it might become somewhat routine for a while, but we're not making any promises about any kind of regularity because, hey, the last time an episode was on this feed was 2016. There is no regularity of content updates. There is no regularity of program. Right. We also were talking this about... This can go other places. We are talking. We were talking a little bit about the name, and I think that will develop over time. We'll just kind of leave that for now. But I have a strong candidate in mind. But the point is that... You know, we're, I'm a very multifaceted person. I have a lot of interests. And I've always felt like I needed to separate them. I have three different Instagram accounts. Three. She has three I have different Instagram accounts. Yes. Per, I have a personal one. I have one for Simply Curated. And I have one for our floral event design business, Heart & Co. And I kind of have segmented these other and I could probably fraction off two other hobbies to separate accounts if I had the time gardening um I think probably like cooking gardening would overlap but yeah but I don't have the time and I don't need to start other businesses slash hobbies that would be a fun one from dirt to dinner yeah <laughs> that's great um right? <laughs> but the point is that this might not just be necessarily content about growing a manufacturing business, but content about just growing, change, life. And it's still very business focused because that is still like a huge thing that I'm passionate about and don't really stop talking about. So I'm sure that there will be a lot of that content, but I'm also kind of curious all of the people that have listened and are still subscribed to this feed. What was it that you loved about the show in the first place? And I really want to know and want to hear what you guys would want to hear about. Cause a lot of it is. Listen, give her feedback or I will have to threaten to come on here and talk about video games. Cause that's my passion. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a lot of, oh, I, I, I joke that Doug's going to end up with more fans from this than, than I will because He's great, and I'm sure we'll have more people that overlap with things you like, too. But 
we just wanted to really thank everybody because the support at least that we've had through Instagram the last couple of years as it's kind of grown more rapidly. Instagram, um, Clubhouse, TikTok. Yeah, has been really great. But whenever we whenever I do put up a Q&A, I get a lot of the same questions over and over and a lot of that content I've already shared in one format or another. And so I I would hate to feel like, okay, I've kind of covered everything now what do we talk about? You know, what else is there? And I don't want to keep circling back necessarily around the same things over and over. Well, maybe we centralize and codify some of that into this podcast and go, yeah, here's a link to me talking about that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Plans are in motion. (laughs) Every once in a while, we will just randomly sit down in our living room and decide to record and we hope you like it thanks for listening